thanks to the City of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soul Dive. You're listening to Soul Dive. Yes, I repeated it. <laughs> I am your host, Lydia Tresema, and we have AD and Rashani, your co-hosts with you as well today. Um, today's our actual wrap-up show for the year. Can't believe we've found ourselves here. Um, we're definitely going to um, just kind of like reflect and, and, yeah, reflect and discuss at what our year's been like. Um, and yeah, just wrap up and set a really positive tone moving into 2021. How are you ladies? I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah, very excited for this wrap up show. Um, and also I feel like there was a point a couple of months ago where I was like, you know, 2021 is not going to solve all our problems, (laughs) but now I'm just like, get me out of 2020. I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. I'm ready to go. I feel the exact same way. I'm like, I will not be revisiting 2020 for a long, long time to come. Like, what did, um, uh, what did uh, Xavier say? He said, you, sometimes you repress or suppress memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a suppressor, all right? I'm a known suppressor. And out of sight, out of mind, I just close my eyes and I'm like, go away. Yeah, um, it never happened. Keep it moving. <laughs> so that's exactly what I'm going to do about this year. Yeah. Well, I guess we've, you know, we've got a well-planned out um, conversation today. We're going to cover the highs and the lows. Um, we're going to start with somewhere in the middle. So I want to, <laughs> I want to ask you ladies, what has been your biggest challenge this year? Hmm. <laughs> I would I think, say, go for it. Sorry, Rochelle. Oh, so Rishani. eager to respond. Ladies. <laughs> so many challenges. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that's, that was my main point, like this whole conversation. But no, um, I think the biggest one was just um, not being around family, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that took a toll, especially uh, with how difficult this year has been, mm-hmm. uh, having that shoulder to lean on um, in terms of family, uh, being out of state, and mm-hmm. as well, the other way around, them leaning on me. There were so many things that were happening in terms of my family. I've already mentioned that my brother had an accident mm-hmm. um, that you know was almost... It was life-threatening yeah. and I wasn't able to go see him. So that was devastating. I still haven't seen him. It's been like six months. Um, you know, there's been funerals that I wasn't able to get to. Um, so just having that and trying to remain supportive from so far away was really yeah. difficult and not being there for my parents, um, for my siblings, as I usually am. You know, I usually jump on the first plane and, and be there when they need me. So it was right. really hard um, this year. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was my biggest one. And I guess COVID really took away that, um, that, that power from us, that ability rather to actually just get up and go or be there for family. It just completely demobilized us. So yeah, that's, that would have been a huge challenge. And on top of that, COVID was a year that really showed us that we need that support, you know, we need yeah. emotional support. Um, and yeah, to not have that would have been extremely challenging. So yeah. well done, AD, for getting through such... Came out on top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that must have been so difficult considering like, you know, a lot of people who are, you know, with their families still have struggled and they've had those close connections and, and that support. So I can only imagine how that would have been um, for you and a lot of other people being so far away from your family and like, you know, your support group. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, for me, there were a lot of issues that I kind of would always sweep under the rug. And I feel like 2020 really brought those issues out, like my work-life balance and productivity mm-hmm. and just like overall sometimes mental health issues that I think um, I've just been so busy to deal with. Mm-hmm. And COVID has really kind of, um, you know, thrown a spanner in the works and made me slow down and actually yeah. have to deal with those things, which has been confronting. Um, yes. But, you know, it, it, that definitely was one of my biggest challenges of this year, having to deal with the things that I've always just said that I was too busy to deal with. Yeah, Honestly, we've been so running true. around and yeah, usually we have work and, and life to distract us from sitting with ourselves, mm-hmm. really sitting with ourselves. So mm. it was definitely a confronting year for a lot of people. And I think that's why a lot of mental health um, issues did start, yeah, mm. um, rising above the surface for a lot of people because 
usually it's, it is out of sight, out of mind mm. um, type thing. But when you've got nowhere to go, no, yes. can't go and eat your feelings away at a restaurant, you know, <laughs> no. while you're exactly. laughing with friends, pretending everything is okay. Or, or just, party at the club, you know, yeah. for whoever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for whoever does that. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that that is so true okay well yeah wow I think that yeah it was a forced we I mean that lockdown definitely forced us um yeah forced us to introspect and just confront the things that we don't really have the time sometimes to confront in this fast-paced lifestyle that we live I think I really um it really dawned on me that we live in such a fast-paced um like mm. world and I was only able to really like deep that when things slowed down because then we had that perspective you know um anyways i will move on to talking about my biggest challenge this year um my biggest challenge this year in all honesty would have to be um my separation so i like i had a, a breakup a relationship breakup um in at the end of march which would have been about two or three weeks into coronavirus happening um and yeah i would say because for context, for the listeners, that was my first serious relationship, despite my age. So I never, I was never really in a serious relationship as a young, a young, um, very much enjoyed my singleness and my independence, but did fall in love with my best friend who I worked with. And um, yeah, we had a really beautiful relationship, but we had to like walk away from each other out of love. It was the right thing to do. And it was the hardest thing to do. Um, and I would say that the biggest challenge from that was actually just detaching from a best friend. Like I've mm. never really had to do that before, um, especially when there wasn't necessarily some, a huge thing wrong per se, or like, mm-hmm. oh, let me not say that our relationship didn't work, but we didn't dislike each other or there yeah, was no hate for each other. So it was really, it was really tough, really, mm, really tough. But I think through that challenge, I was able to realize that life, and we'll get to that, you know, the realizations and the lessons and stuff. But I'm um, coming mm. out on top of that had, had taught me a lot, which is really cool. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to just stay in something that you're familiar with. Yes. So yeah. good for you for realizing, you know, it's time to move on mm-hmm. um, and leaving it with love and not, and not hate. Um, yeah. You know, because yeah. it doesn't always have to be a negative situation that makes you leave. Sometimes you just realize that you need to. I don't honor, know, spread honor your wings, yourself. you know, yeah. and learn yourself. And honor the other person, yeah, based off your journeys. Yeah, and I think I'm really proud of us for honoring each other's journeys, like actually enacting what we really truly understood about mm. each other. Um, and yeah, I do, I do see a power in that. It's just also recognize that a lot of people, because um, instantly I just gained new perspective about things because of this yeah. new experience. I was like, oh, first of all, some people get cheated on. Like I... Mm. I didn't properly deep that because I'm like, I'm already dealing with so much pain from just having to detach from someone, let alone, you know, being really hurt by them in in some sort of like significant way. So I guess there's a whole spectrum of breakups and I'm just pretty blessed. um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I separated from a similar situation um, around the same time as you, but I was happy. I was like dancing. I was like, woo, I got Uh, out. (laughs) I got out. I was trying to figure out, oh my God, is this, it for me um and then I did the I don't know the harder thing because usually you know mm. I'm there for the other person and I'm like oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings and whatnot yeah nope not working for me I got you chose I gotta you. go goodbye yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely and I feel like also um as you were saying Lydia it, it is sometimes the harder thing to do when there's not some big significant thing that's mm. happened that um is kind of your big reason to leave um and I think I can totally relate to that because my kind of first long-term relationship kind of ended this the same way wow. that you did and where we both kind of just walked away um with a lot of love rather than sticking around because it was familiar and then kind of leading Resenting. to something yeah that resentment mm. um and then taking it to a place where we'd break up out of kind of like hate and exactly. like so um yeah I do think it takes a lot of maturity and power to do that so yeah kudos yeah. to you yeah thank you well yeah appreciate it guys um so the next question that I have here is what has been your biggest realization and I guess that this realization could have stemmed potentially from a challenge that you experienced, or it could have just been a, a pure observation that you made um, that was profound for you. Um, so yeah, what has been your biggest realization, girls? 
Hmm. I think for me, it does kind of stem from those challenges of kind of all these issues arising. But um, I think definitely in the work that I do in the spaces that I'm in, they become very, um, you know, competitive and work oriented where you're always just producing work and you're just producing work like time and time again. Um, And being able to slow down for me has been a huge realization and like taking a break is not a bad thing. And I think that um, I was in a culture or a space, which, you know, academia still is, it's still always that where, you know, you're not meant to take breaks. Breaks are are not the greatest thing for your career or they're not the greatest thing for your trajectory. But I think that for me, um, I've just realized that these breaks are important and time for myself is needed um, to just focus on who I am and what I need to do um, and the personal things that I have in my life. And I think Mm. that sometimes your professional life just becomes who you are um and I think that for me yeah that realization of hold on like that's separate to me and I really need to look after myself and who I am apart from like who I am as a worker um and so I think that's probably yeah the biggest realization that I had this year and I genuinely feel like when you do take time for yourself and um you know learn yourself as a person outside of your job um that you produce better work because Definitely. I'm sick of the same thing. People are doing the exact same thing. So when you are your own person, you have yeah. the ability to bring something new to the table, you know? Yeah, that's exactly um, right. So that's, that's really awesome. Ooh, yeah. my, my realization mm. is um, that nothing is fixed. Things are mm. always changing. Mm, yeah. nothing any is, moment, yeah. anything can change. Things, mm. you know, get turned upside down. I mean, COVID yeah exactly yeah COVID yeah. happened very uh, <laughs> super random um and whether it's you know change in in friendships change in career um you know this year has just kind of pushed a lot of people to start thinking outside the box hmm. um and figure out you know how to do things in a new way yeah. um you know and if you couldn't keep up you fell behind. So mm. nothing is fixed. And as, the sooner we realize that and, and accept that, mm. um, the better we become in, in yeah. just being versatile and, and being able mm. to do whatever we want uh, at any given moment. Yeah, yeah, I think that there is beauty in the fact that nothing is fixed um, because change can be so great if you adapt to it and you're open to it. So mm. I think that it, it is great when we look at um, history and all the things that could have been fixed and in place, but are not. And that has yeah. allowed people to be more free and more open. And I think that that is a really great thing if you change your perspective of yeah. seeing yeah. Um, that non-fixedness as a, a good thing and a beautiful thing. Exactly. Yeah. And kind of like, I think picking back off you, AD, my one was that life goes on guys. Mm. And I guess that that's still, that's related to your one, which is like, nothing is fixed, right? Like one, an emotion or a period of time that you um, might be enduring that might be tough, isn't fixed. So like there are, there are better days or Mm. there are more compatible people for you or yeah, there's just more opportunities Um, there's just an opportunity to always change your situation. So I think there is absolutely beauty in that because it would be very depressing if it wasn't that, if, Mm. yeah, if things were fixed, it would, it wouldn't be great at all. So yeah, I've definitely realized that. And I think I realized that through my own experience of going through really, really upset to I'm okay. And I've accepted where I'm at and I have peace with it. Um, Yeah. The world is such a big place. And I think um, that's something that I've really realized. Um, and yeah, I agree that, um, with you, AD, that, um, we are resourceful. I think it's innate to our, to our being as humans that we're, we're adaptable by nature if we allow it and we're very yeah. resourceful. Um, it can be scary, mm. but it's usually, you know, beautiful things come out of it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I've also really realized that how like words are powerful. That's something that I've really, really like really truly seen, I guess, um, yeah, I, I do believe that we speak life and death from our tongue. I believe mm. that there's a spiritual atmosphere around us that we don't necessarily see with our natural eyes. And I believe that every time we say something, whether positive or negative, I believe that things are being actioned in our environment. And like there was one story just before we go to a break. Um, a friend of mine was telling me about her auntie who gave birth um, 
recently and her auntie died for 15 minutes um, during the pregnancy. Wow. In the end, yeah, they had to cut her open to um, get the baby out. Um, and she's traumatized. She doesn't actually want to have kids anymore, um, which is understandable. But she did express to my friend that three weeks leading up to her pregnancy or giving birth, she would Google a lot about the chances of dying in death or the chances of this going wrong. She mm-hmm. was just giving a lot of energy to that. Mm-hmm. Energy. And it's very interesting that that happened because it's not even as if it's a common thing to happen, right? Yeah. Dying for 15 minutes. Like why? That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think we really do give energy to things and then they, they grow. It so manifests. Think, yeah. You manifest yeah. things. So, I'm being more mindful of that going into yeah. 2021. I just want to speak life and positivity That's on it. and things around me, you know? I did a lot of research around this and it was like um, something to do with metaphysics, you know, that people mm. heal just through... Um, Declaring. Was, yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know? It's all about the mindset, like your brain can literally change your body chemistry yeah. from the way you think, you know, and what you will. Yeah, yeah. Right. and you attract that goodness, um, that good energy, or you do attract that bad energy. Mm. So I definitely think that that is, yeah, spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's been some realizations. But hey, we'll be back with um, our biggest lessons of the year. Um, stay tuned. You're listening to Soul Dive. I am your host Lydia, and you're joined by my co-host Ad and Rashani. Welcome back to Soul Dive. Um, I'm your host Lydia, joined by my co-host Ad and Rashani. Um, We're doing a wrap-up for 2020. This is our last episode for this year. Um, We've just been chatting about our biggest challenges, our biggest realizations, and we're about to move on to what our biggest lessons has been or lessons have been this year. Um, So we'll kick kick it off with Rashani. Um, Yeah, Rashani, what's been your biggest lesson this year? Um, So I think kind of going off the same um, vibe as my realizations um, and my challenges, um, definitely my biggest lesson is taking care of yourself is an investment, Um, but it's something that you have to do. Um, And I know that a lot of people have experienced um, quite heightened mental health issues. Um, They've had to face things that they've never faced before. Um, And I think that we need to put time and effort into taking care of ourselves so that when we do kind of face that roadblock, um, we have all the tools and the resources to just um, be able to tackle it head on. Um, And I think that that's come through even through um, the shows that we've done and the guests that we've had on. That always seems to be like the root of a lot of the conversations that we have, whether we've spoken to Xavier about intergenerational trauma um, or we've spoken to um, Katinda and Dola speaking about empowerment or even, um, you know, the diverse guests that we had for um, our spirituality show. Um, It's always about kind of taking time for yourself and making that investment with yourself um, because it kind of doesn't matter what it is um, if you're connected to yourself and who you are um, and you know what to do in those situations because you're prepared and you've built that strength, then I think that, yeah, anything is possible. So I definitely think that has been my biggest lesson. And, you know, whether that's investing in therapy or investing in a life coach or investing in um, really great friends and a a support crew around you, um, those things are really important. Um, And just investing in yourself time-wise as well. So I think that that has been my biggest lesson. I couldn't agree more, honestly. That's been the biggest thing is self-care you know we forget about ourselves so much um and I think mine kind of rolls on from yours so my lesson is being kind Mm. being kind to everyone you meet because we don't know what the struggles are yeah um you know and it's been so tough this year some people have really had a hard time um and you don't always see it smack bang in the face um So for us to just be kind to whoever we see, to whoever we meet, um, even if you don't necessarily like them, there's no reason to go out of your way to be Mm. malicious or anything Mm. like that. And being kind to yourself, that's that's the biggest one. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for me to be kind to other people. Um, But I realized, you know, I wasn't giving myself the same kind of love back and it really started uh, taking a toll you know, being kind to yourself, um, taking care of yourself, doing nice things for yourself and just stopping and appreciating where you are in life, you know, instead of always seeing where you should be, Hmm. um, was a big, big one for me. Um, and you know, the burnout is real. 
and how many young people have um, committed yeah. suicide, yeah. you know, because maybe, and maybe we could have prevented it, you know, by smiling that day or saying hello mm. um, or seeing something wrong and saying something. Yeah. Anything could have happened. So a lot of people have felt alone or not cared for, not mm. loved. Um, and we can, we can give that vibe off to anyone, to a stranger in the street. You know, we can always show love to everyone around us. And I think it is our job to do that because we don't know whose life we're saving at the end of the day, yeah. you know, but you need to save your own life too, by being kind to yourself, not relying yeah. on other people to, um, to do that for you. Yeah. I think it's yeah. important to be kind to yourself first, because that sets the standard for how you then be treated and also mm-hmm. treat others. So I think if you don't set that standard with yourself first, then you run the risk of um, overexerting yourself in terms of just giving, giving, giving. And yeah. I think, I remember a friend of mine made a funny comment um, when someone had said some, I think some nasty things about her. And she's like, she's like, who are you to talk to me like that? I don't even talk to me like that. Mm, you know what I mean? I and, that. I, yeah. Yeah, and I was, that was so powerful because it's like, yeah, like if I'm not even talking to myself in a certain way, why would I accept yep. it from, from the outside sort of thing? So, and I also think that there's a difference between being kind and nice. And that's something that I've learned um, mm. is that, you don't have to be nice necessarily to people because no. in, a, in a way that kind of is can you can appease people you can kind of mm. exert yourself or do too much some, sometimes but it, kindness is a good standard sort of thing yeah. and being nice sometimes you do too much I would say yeah so, um yeah I really agree with those mine um is very much related to the mental um um in terms of mental strength um and I think that this stems from my experience of the last few years dealing with my back injury or my spinal injury, mm-hmm. um, my biggest lesson, and this is becomes more apparent and more apparent every, every day is mind over matter people, mm-hmm. mind over matter. Like I, um, I used to feel so justified in my pain because I absolutely was. And I would, I would express it. I would, and this ties into the words, a powerful thing. This ties into mm-hmm. so many things that we've already touched on, but um, I realized that, you know, I was doing myself a disservice to even overly indulge in that. And I realized that I had to actually get to a point where I'm strong enough to even, to even just declare otherwise, Mm. even if I'm feeling pain and to even just like speak my mind and my body into like, you know, more health or I'm feeling better. And that just felt it was so hard sometimes because I'm like, I just want to cry. Like, I just, yeah. yeah. just want to say I'm really going through it. But I realized that that didn't help me more than mm. um, I really wanted it to. And so I've gotten to a point now where there's, I have to be strong enough um, to just really push my mind to not, yeah. And I'm just, I just realized the mind is so powerful. Mm. And that your body follows your mind. Yeah. So, yes. So yeah, I'm just, I keep that in, um, in mind as well as the fact that you know health is indeed wealth that's yeah. something that I I think I also really freaked out like when coronavirus hit like I started to assess myself be like how healthy am I actually mm. like what food am I eating and I took the time through like our lockdowns to just like actually spend time in the kitchen it's like I can cook but I just never really did because of my lifestyle in and out of the house mm-hmm. like all of that but yeah, just being more intentional about what I put in my body has been really, yeah. Yeah, and I can, I can attest to that. Um, you know, it's food for thought and whatever you feed your mind is, yeah. is what comes into existence. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm firsthand a big believer in, you know, affirmations and things like that to really take you to wherever you want to go. Um, but like Rishani said earlier, uh, it's an investment for me. I usually wait till I'm completely down in the dumps, you know, self-deprecating left, right, and center, like Mm -hmm. not believing in myself one bit. And then I'm like, all right, it's time for Mm. the meditation and the affirmations to come out guys. And then a few weeks later, I'm feeling so much better. I'm feeling on top of the world. And I stopped doing the work mm. and then you find yourself sliding back. You yeah. Know? It's all about, all about the maintenance, I think. Um, and as you were saying later, it's not just the words that you, you feed yourself, but it's, you know, the food that you feed yourself um, and that community care that you give yourself. Um, it's not just like one aspect that we need to work on, but we need to work on these various aspects 
all the time. Um, not just, you know, as you were saying, AD, when you're down in the dumps, um, you know, but that's really important. And I think it's finding also the balance between being gentle with yourself, um, but also knowing that your mind is strong and that you were strong. It's that balancing act because, exactly. you know, being too gentle with yourself can sometimes mean that you can put yourself in those kind of self-deprecating um, spaces, but yeah. it's also knowing that you have strength, um, and kind of the the balance of that gentleness and strength. Yeah, mm. exactly right. Yeah, so, um, but that's not all. Today we're going to continue to talk about um, what we're most proud about, our personal achievements, um, and then we'll move on to observations that we have. Um, we will just do the what you're most proud about now, and then we'll go to a break. So what are you guys most proud about this year in terms of a personal achievement of yours? Hmm. Um, I think for me, honestly, just getting through the damn year. Um, yeah, honestly, that's literally me, what that's, I wrote down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting through the whole year and just being able to just exist through it. Um, and also kind of reflecting back, I've had some great opportunities, but mm-hmm. I think that um, amongst all that, just being able to get through it has been the biggest achievement. Yeah. Facts. Um, <laughs> I, I second that making it through 2020, you know, holding on to my sanity for dear life, you know, it could have gone either way. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, like it's, I smile a lot, but there's lots going on up, up there yeah. and lots has happened in my life. Um, so I had to really drag myself through this and, and tell myself like, there's lots to look forward to. You just have to get through it. Um, and that was also hard because I'm always thinking about the next thing, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm never satisfied with where I'm at. You know, I'm always like, I could be doing the next thing. So mm-hmm. just to stop and say, you're doing good. Like you're, you're standing here today. Mm-hmm. Be proud of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No. And that's, that's right. I think there's so many things to be proud of. And I could really just third, third you guys on that and be like, yep. Um, but for the sake of saying something different, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I'm really, um, I'm really proud of finally diving in to that which I love and want to see myself doing more of. Um, and just, yeah, just, I guess I'm proud of, um, you know, being true to myself because it's been, once again, everything about this year has kind of stemmed from my last few years. And I, I feel like that with everything in my life, but I'm, um, whether it's my injury or the fact that I finally, um, you know, mustered up the confidence to leave my law degree, even though I, um, I wasn't sure what was kind of awaiting me at the end of that road. Mm. Um, I just, I'm proud of being true to myself. I'm proud of being confident in the fact that um, despite the fact that I wasn't following a conventional path, I would figure it out. Um, And yeah, I guess I'm seeing the fruits of that. And that's just, I'm doing these things that, naturally if I continue and, and continue to give it my all I'll see more fruits um mm. so I'm just happy like I'm in the right place I feel like I'm on a path that I'm really proud of and really genuinely passionate about um, yeah. so yeah and I think COVID gave us a lot of opportunities to do passion projects you know yeah. um it's gave us a lot of time um to yeah. start looking at different alternatives on how to engage and how to be better citizens and even with this radio opportunity, you know, where we have the platform mm. to talk about things that matter to us, um, you know, worked out really different, but it gave us an opportunity to really start thinking about deeper issues like yep. mental health, um, like yeah. spirituality, um, yeah. all the things that we've had to kind of sit and start looking at, you know, mm. we, we didn't have time to just kind of let it pass over our heads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good in that sense. Um, and I'm sure that there are so many other things that you guys have to be proud of. Um, anyways, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back. Um, we'll be talking about some observations that we've made about a few things. Um, um, so yeah, we'll be back with, with, we'll be back after the break. You're listening to Soul Dive. I'm your host, Lydia, and you're joined by AD and Roshani. Welcome back to Soul Dive. This is your third segment. I know you guys are going to miss us. We've got two more segments and then we'll be done for the year. Um, So you're currently listening to our 2020 wrap-up show. I'm your host Lydia and I'm joined by AD and Rishani. We have just been touching base about our biggest challenges, realizations and lessons this year, as well as our personal achievements that we're proud of. 
And we're now just going to move on to observations. Um, we all come from a very sort of social justice oriented background. You know, we often analyze and, you know, make commentary on certain things happening in the world. And I'm just interested to hear about um, certain observations that we've made about our environment and our, and our society. Um, so, yeah, because by the way, I find you girls very insightful. I love your minds and I just, I just want to pick them a little bit in this segment. Um, so, what's something that you guys have observed about our generation? I did say in brackets, it's people, but you might have um, understood that question differently and as a result answered it differently and I'm open to those answers. So, bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I think that when I think of our generation and its people, particularly um, within this time, I think about the resilience um, and pushing for, um, for difference and being innovative. Mm. Um, and that's really how I see um, our generation and the generation coming up. Um, we, even when I think of like the amazing talent that we have on like Brimac Live, um, you know, just the insightfulness and the ability to speak about these huge issues um, and also producing such great work um, week in and week out. Um, and I see that within our generation, whether that's jumping on different passion projects um, or doing things that mean a lot to them or doing things for the community. That's kind of how I see our generation. And it makes me really proud to be part of this generation coming through because we are kind of thinking very different differently about the world and the way that things are um and so for me that's kind of how I see the generation and, and its people within it mm, really good answer yeah yeah I feel like Roshani just keeps stealing my words because resilient was the big one that I put there <laughs> yeah. um AD's going first next all right <laughs> right can't okay. take all the good answers um resilient but fragile is what mm -hmm. I wrote. Yep. Um, resilient but fragile. Um, yeah, fragile for sure. In this politically correct <laughs> time that we're living in. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I've also been so proud to see um, young people leading change, you know, whether it's mm. climate change, you know, the BLM movement, which is huge. Um, the world is changing and um, you know, it's, it's young people, young people are the future. Mm. Um, so I really love the trajectory in which people are mm. going and the kind of mindset um, that people have in terms of mm. justice and um, just being together. Cause I think a lot of people um, in this generation, the younger generation have yeah. grown up in a multicultural society um, and these things are so normal to them. So mm. they're really shocked and confused when they see so much racism and, and just, you know, blatant abuses of power mm -hmm. um, and they're choosing to speak up at this time, which has been really yeah. awesome. Um, but I also think, you know, um, the mental health stuff has been really huge um, for young people. And, you know, my parents' generation, when I'm like, oh, I'm really stressed and anxious or depressed or whatever, I was like, what? Yeah, you're, you're young, you've got nothing mm -hmm. to be stressed about. Like us, the older generation, we've gone through so much and we're still yeah. here. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and it's always minimized um, mm. for young people. Um, and I think this year really showcased the fact that we can't keep putting it on the back foot, that it's so important mm -hmm. um, to learn to educate ourselves about and to um, let people know that it's okay to be going through stuff. Um, mm. And then kind of teaching them how to work on it as opposed to saying, put it away. You know, yeah. you've got nothing to, to worry about, put it away. Yeah, I love AD how you spoke about that resilience, but also fragility, because I think that sometimes resilience can be seen um, as strength and sometimes that can be taken for granted um, a lot, particularly with um, the younger generation. And so I think that it, it's seeing that resilience, but also understanding that people are still people and they're still fragile. Um, mm. And, you know, you can um, show a lot of resilience and a lot of strength in particular spaces, but that doesn't mean that um, you're strong in every sense of the way um and that you're strong all the time you know sometimes you have to be fragile and you have to kind of let your guard down in that regard so I definitely like those two kind of um things put together because yeah. I think that it kind of encapsulates everything really really well yeah that's true the complexity of humans as well um 
I would say that um, what I've recognized or observed about our generation is that we're really hungry to build a life for ourselves that we envision from mm. a really pure place, just mm. purely out of like, you know, genuine interest or want. Um, and I think um, obviously we have to attribute that to the age that we live in, in terms of the new opportunities that exist in this new way of functioning. But also I just feel as if um, our generation has really witnessed the success from people who have kind of gone against the grain and try to secure a certain lifestyle for, for themselves. And I think our increased visibility and awareness of how other people are doing things and how they've reached their point of success has been really beneficial for our generation. You know, um, it ties into the conversation about representation in the sense that when you see something, you feel encouraged to, mm. to be that. But in this case, I just feel as if our increased visibility of how the world works has translated into an increased understanding of how it works. And with that understanding, we're able to really just do more. And I think that our generation are go-getters. Mm. And it's really, it's really inspiring to watch. And um, it's almost hard to not um, keep up with that sort of momentum, I would say. Um, anyways, moving on from, from that one, what's something you guys have observed about our society? And this is more systematically speaking, um, this can be anything. <laughs> mm. um, let's see if we've got the same answer, Rishani. <laughs> um, for me, my you biggest... You can go first. You go first. <laughs> my biggest observation um, has been that class, the class divide is real. Mm, um, yeah. You know, this, usually we attribute these things to colonization and to immigration and things that have happened so far in the past that, you know, makes it hard for us to catch up. Yeah. or for um, minorities to catch up. But COVID came for all of us indiscriminately. Mm. And yet still there's a class divide in that. Like it doesn't make sense to me, um, you know, the Flemington flats and how mm. people were treated, um, mm. how Asian Australians were abused for a long time. Mm. Um, even African Australians, you know, I've heard so many stories about being them being abused in transport or spat on, mm. um, you know, and blamed for COVID. Um, and it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, how did we make this, mm. this thing, this disease, this global pandemic yeah. um, still about race and, and yeah. class? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. yeah, true. I think that class very much stays, the reality of class stays consistent through any time that the world is going through. And like you said, I remember I'm hearing um, the color therapist who has actually changed her name now um, to, I, I remember hearing her on a live with someone and they were talking about the intersections of COVID mm. and um, they were saying how, for example, they were really alerting me to the reality that is, say, a woman who lives in a small apartment with six children and whereby, you know, six of those house members go to different locations for different work um, is very different to someone who lives by themselves mm. and is able to order Uber Eats in. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the risk that they actually expose themselves to is completely different. And that actually boiled down from class to mm. begin with. So even that, it's like your exposure level to the dangers of COVID could have been dependent or probably were dependent on where you kind of ranked in class. So um, yeah, absolutely. That reality dawned on me this year as well. Yeah, I definitely think that um, along with what you two have both said, um, the inequalities for me this year have been highlighted um, and have stood out. And I think that they've always been there. Um, it's just that they've really kind of come to come to service for a lot of people who have not been able to see things in this way but the fact that we are all impacted by things so differently and there are people out there that are impacted um you know on a far worse scale than um most of us are and i think that you know we've seen that through the black lives matter movement um through um george floyd's murder um, you know, even here, you know, when we covered um, the, you know, Flemington Flats, um, mm -hmm. we've seen how people are treated and impacted differently through this pandemic. And um, I think that sometimes it does take these really huge global things um, mm. for these things to kind of come to service and come to light for a lot of people. Um, yeah. But I think it's also about realizing that and then acting um, and not just realizing these things and thinking that these are 
you know, the way that things are and we just have to deal with it because it's the way that things have been. Um, it's about kind of moving forward with that and being like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Um, because, you know, systems are there to be challenged and there to be changed. Mm, definitely. What has been, um, yeah, an observation that you've made about um, our society, Rashani? Um, so I feel like definitely the inequalities um, for me, uh, that is something that I have definitely made the observation of, but I think that I always kind of knew it was something that was there. Um, the inequalities of how people, you know, as I said, can be impacted in such different ways. And mm. we've kind of had, you know, when we had, um, you know, Tigas on the show, we spoke about that, you know, that we are all kind of in the same storm, but we all have different boats and we all have different resources um, mm. to weather that storm. Um, and so exactly. I think that that um, COVID's brought that to light and 2020's brought that to light. Um, mm. And whether that's race, whether that's class, whether that's gender, um, mm. we've seen how different um, communities um, can really be exposed to different things in different ways. Yeah. You know, just recently the trans community going through what they're going through at the moment, um, you know, or whether it's uh, race or whether it's um you know any type of class it's definitely something that for me has really been highlighted and made me even hungrier to kind of go out and, and do that work um mm. and to make it more obvious to people that there's things here that need to kind of be challenged in a particular way yeah that's really good um yeah wow i would say that um my, I remember just being, I've made a lot of observations, but the one that I, I was shocked about and I, I found myself talking about a lot is the observation that we have completely different priorities in this Western world to what our, to what our home countries have, you know, in the non-Western world. And I think one thing that became, or one of the things that um, I thought about was during stage four lockdown, I, I might have spoken to you guys about this, but you were allowed to have a sexual partner, as you guys might know. Um, but obviously, you weren't allowed to visit family, right? That was during that mm. period where yeah. um, you couldn't you couldn't go beyond the five k radius. And I just found that super interesting because I remember a friend telling me about a friend who went to Geelong, like across the Geelong border, for a Tinder date, right? And I'm like, meanwhile, I could have a grandmother who lives 20 minutes away, who's mm. dying or who's yeah. sick, but I wasn't allowed to see her. And I just found that extremely interesting and also yeah. a bit disappointing because personally it doesn't align with my values, right? Mm. And I realized that in um, a country, say in Africa, the priorities would be very different. I'm sure the setup would actually enable you to look after and mm -hmm. have the company of family and the other save the tinder dates yeah <laughs> after covid exactly and it's not even as if i'm here saying that people shouldn't have been given that right mm -hmm. it's more that if you're going to give that right i would have thought that it was a you know it was a high Family priority first. for you to yeah. exactly um yeah. and what i found humorous was like the website or whatever was like just wear a mask but it's like fam yeah. is anyone wearing a mask in the day Come on now. Don't make out. Is that working? You can do Unrealistic. everything else, but don't make out. Wear your mask. <laughs> Unrealistic expectations or... <laughs> Anyways, um, I just found that really interesting. Lol, Ralph scratching his head. <laughs> <laughs> Poor um, male producer that has to listen to us talk about weird stuff every week. You're doing well. Um, literally. I um, had one more thing. Uh, okay, yeah, no worries. It's that Australia can live a socialist lifestyle. Mm. you know we're always talking about being broke we can't help the poor we can't what what this year all this money came out of nowhere and everybody mm. was you know getting paid um, <laughs> all of a sudden so we can definitely have a socialist um government in which we can help everyone around us mm -hmm. but Ooh, i don't agree with that i think that it was it's not it's not sustainable i think that it worked for a period of time but i couldn't imagine us continuing to function like that i think um, I that I mean, you can like disagree we can, back. and you know, We can, you know, shift a few things to make it work. If we really wanted it to work, we could. But obviously, mm. nobody wants that. Um, the rich mm. want to stay rich and, and whatnot. Yeah. So it's never going to happen. Um, yeah. But also the way we treated internationals, international mm. students, um, mm. international immigrants, there was nothing for them. There was no safety yeah. net. Like so yeah. many people had a really, really, really tough time during that yeah. time. Yeah. And yeah. it just does, it reminds you that, 
there are clearly really huge benefits and like, um, yeah, like advantages to being a citizen of this country. And when you're not, you genuinely have like almost zero like protection. Mm, Um, We don't have much time, ladies, so we're going to move on. Um, Just real quick. And what do you believe we need more of in order to progress as a society? I imagine a, a one word to up to a sentence answer, and then we're going to go to a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, in order to just like exist, compassion and kindness, but I also think to progress, mm-hmm. radical change um, and pushing and resisting mm. and critiquing. Um, I think for me, those two things, because you can't just be kind and be nice and be compassionate right. and think that we can progress with that. Um, we yeah. need to have that alongside that pushing and that resisting and that change. Yeah, mm. And rolling off that, um, education, education yeah. to have the tools mm-hmm. to speak up and to push back um, when time comes, education around mental health, education around you know the social system, um, and just standing up for your own rights, like what you believe in instead of going, um, with everybody else. So if you see something, say something, and you're only as confident as what you feel like, you know, so education. Exactly. I absolutely agree with that. Um, and I think, you know, knowledge is power, but knowledge is a power is only power when it's enacted, you know, Mm. um, I think rewarding soft skills, like in society, I believe that we need to reward people who, um, emotionally intelligent, compassionate, all of these things, rather than punish them. Because sometimes, depending on which corner you end up in society, you can be punished for yeah. for be, being those things. And I think in this cap- capitalism society that we live in, um, it's very much rewarded when you relish in other sort mm. of things like greed and a, a hunger for power and hunger for status and sort of things. So I think if we find a way to reward um, other things like emotional intelligence and compassion, then mm. naturally we would just be better. Mm, um, yep. We'll be back. Um, we're going to wrap up um, soon, but when we come back from the break, we're just going to express um, what we appreciate about, appreciate about each other, our dynamic um, and our direction um, for, for Soul Dive moving into 2021. Um, so stick around. You're listening to Soul Dive. I'm your host, Lydia, and you're joined by AD and Roshani. Welcome back, everyone, for our final segment of Soul Dive. This is our 2020 wrap-up show. You're joined by me, your host, Lydia, and AD and Rashani, your other hosts. Um, we have been talking about um, our biggest everything, our biggest challenge, our biggest realizations, our biggest lessons, um, our, what we're most proud of, um, observations that we've made about our generation, its people, our system, um, and what we believe we need more of in society to progress. Um, wrapping up, we wanted to just appreciate each other and kind of enact, I guess, our understanding that words are powerful and just spend some time um, talking about what we appreciate about each other um, and this dynamic. So ladies, time to get all cute, cute. With <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we appreciate about our, di- our dynamic? Mm. I think the one thing that I love is that we complement each other really, really Mm -hmm. well. And I think that even though we kind of um, do agree on a lot of things, and I think that that's really beautiful because we kind of come from similar um, upbringings and being like, you know, third culture kids. And I think that that is really great. But I also love that we do have slight differences um, that we can chat on and we can have open conversations about. Um, But I really do love our dynamic in terms of it being really complimentary um, and mm. us being able to complement each other, not just with opinions, but just with um, the way that we kind of um, delve into soul dive. I love it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I love having three different perspectives, even though, like you said, we do agree on a lot of things, just the way we come to these agreements are all different. Yeah. Uh, different walks of lives really shapes um, how we think about things and I find it really interesting week in and week out um to see what you guys um have to say about our, our topics mm. um you know i hear myself talk a lot and i'm like eh, boring but you guys i'm just like <laughs> yes this gives me a lot to think about i never i never looked at it that way um so mm. it's been really awesome and just the energy uh lydia you've got awesome energy that just keeps everyone going rishani i always look forward to your summations they're perfect i I try to say the exact same thing. I use a hundred nonsensical words that ends up not making sense. And then within a sentence or two, 
Rashani's just wrapped it up really beautifully, put yeah. a bow on it. I'm like, that's what I <laughs> she meant. Put, she put the bow on it. <laughs> I'm so extra true. like that. <laughs> Doing the mostest. So, so true. I love it. Um, yeah, I would, I would agree with both of you. I would say I really appreciate how effortless it is for us to get along. And I truly mean that. Like, it's effortless. Um, and I appreciate how between the three of us, there's a broad amount of topics that we've really covered through our studies and through our life experience. And I think that that just contributes to what, you know, we bring to the table um, together. I like our mutual interest in social justice. Um, and yeah, also like the fact that we're all babies in this new industry and we're learning this thing together mm. because I do believe that it's not necessarily about the destination, but about your journey. And I'm truly enjoying this journey with you guys. So um, yeah, I also wonder to get even more corny Let's just do it. I one by one. I want to go around and say what we appreciate about each other individually. Um, so anyone can start us off. All right, I'll start us off. Um, okay. So when I kind of think about like what I admire about both of you, I always think about people and how they're present in my life, and I kind of think about it in terms of like energy or like elements of nature. So like for me, Lydia is like light. You know, you just have this positive radiant energy um and it's so contagious and infectious um and i love that you know you light up a room and you just bring this energy to to our shows that i absolutely love um and ad to me your fire there's that warmth and comfort you know i feel like i can kind of rant to you about anything and you'll listen but there's also that gusto and that that fieriness and that passion um and so that's kind of how i see you and that's something that i admire about both of you Oh, I love That's that. So one. sweet. I, I don't know if we can top that. Yeah, I, know. I was like, I, I, um, no, <laughs> <Damn> but um, <laughs> honestly, no, though, um, I've just loved getting to know the both of you guys. Like that was the biggest, you know, uh, one of the biggest highlights of this year is just mm. having the opportunity to get to know you guys. Um, but Rashani, mm. I just love your calm energy. Like you've got mm. a lot of opinions, but the way you deliver things is always so well put together and it's hard mm. for people not to listen to a reasonable sounding yeah. person like yourself. You know what I mean? You can really convey your message in a beautiful way. Mm. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm aggressive and try and shove it down people's throats, <laughs> even if we're saying the same thing and people are like, no, 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 get, step back. Um, so I've learned a lot from that in trying to sit and kind of process before speaking. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's something that you effortlessly just do every week. Um, I don't know if it's, PhD training, um, but I'm really excited to call you Dr. Roche, you know, when that happens as well. <laughs> We're going to have a doctor in our show, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and Lydia. I'm, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can't forget about you. Yeah. Um, it is. It's that energy. Like, um, I feel like you're just there for people you make time, um, even though we're all so busy and sometimes we get wrapped up in our own lives, you always stop and check in with people and you're always there to listen. And there hasn't been a conversation that's been uncomfortable, you know, where I say, oh, I can't discuss this with Lydia. So the way that you sit and even if it's something that you don't necessarily agree with, you always have time to listen and try to understand other people's perspectives and, and say, yeah, okay, that's interesting. I don't, I don't agree with you, but that's, that's really interesting to hear. So I love that. Um, it makes me comfortable to speak to you about whatever I'd like to speak to you about. And, you know, always some random things yeah. <laughs> that come up. So yeah. it's been good just having someone there that I know um, doesn't necessarily always have the same opinions, but is happy to at least try and understand. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, wow. I will say, um, so starting off with Rashani, um, yeah, I do really appreciate how grounded you are. And I think that um, when someone's so grounded and naturally because we work in this environment together, I can, I guess I benefit from that energy that you have um, because I'm quite a, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but that sort of person, I'm all over the place. Um, I also, yeah, I, I really appreciate how meticulous you are in articulating yourself. Like, like um, AD has said, I think that you really manage to either articulate or express what you're thinking or really speak back to the person what they were saying, which is really cool because um, through that, I feel understood, I feel heard. And it's, yeah. Um, I also think that um, you're really emotionally intelligent and I appreciate that. Um, I would say that for the both of you, you've both checked in on me in times where I haven't really said anything but it's been clear that you know I've needed someone to check in on me so I appreciate that 
Um, AD, I will say, I love how charismatic you are. I feel like you're, I'm just purely, like I'm always entertained by you, but at the same time, I'm always thinking with you because you're always, you're constantly saying really intelligent or really insightful things through your charisma and through your humor, which I really, really enjoy. So personally, I just love being around you. Like I absolutely love being around you, AD. Um, also, without being... I don't want to shove you in the corner of that strong black woman, but I really do appreciate how strong you are. Um, and this doesn't mean that you're made of steel, <laughs> yes, but I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it just means that I've seen you at low points and it's about the, the way you've overcome those moments have been really, I guess, inspiring for me. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I've just watched you pull yourself out of some really, really low moments in a way where, you re-acknowledge your purpose in life, you positively affirm yourself and it's just really powerful. So um, I feel inspired by you, but I also just feel really safe with you in the sense that I can know that I'm going to have a good time. I know I can, my brain's going to feel active. It's just, yeah, really cool. Um, That's really nice. Thanks, Lydia. No, you're good. So we're, we're going over time, but we're going to finish off with um, setting the tone right for 2021. Um, so my question is, I've got two questions. What do you guys envision and hope for Soul Dive next year? And what's some words of encouragement that we can offer for our listeners as we wrap up this year? Mm. Um, for me, you know, like we all said, you know, we, we started the show to kind of get a feel of how we were together as a team. Um, and it's been really great. So for next year, I just want to do this bigger and better have more guests talk about really big topics and just be super intentional mm -hmm. with what we're trying to do and where we're trying to go yeah. with this show, because I think the possibilities are endless um, depending on what we want out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely more in-depth discussions, um, more debates, more amazing guests. I think that those are the three things that um, I can't wait to get stuck into in Soul Dive um, during 2021. Mm. Yeah, I would say that, um, just as we were speaking about it, um, you know, we touched on it on air, but also off air, that manifesting our year moving forward, I really just want to declare like big things for us. Because I do really see us in really big places. And I also thank our producer, Ralph, for... Yeah, yeah. shout out to life. Ralph. We love yeah, you, Ralph. Yeah, always <laughs> speaking life and like um, success over us. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's, it's a matter of time before that comes to fruition. And honestly... I personally want to see a live show too. Like I just imagine us on a stage chatting and um, I just Im imagine a lot of things. And I think um, it's what, where I've come to is I actually don't see any limits. Like I, what mm. I understand about Soul Dive, like you said, is that it's limitless. Like we could yeah. really do anything. And it's taken a lot for me to get to this point where I believe that, you know, where I could go is limitless. So that's huge in itself. Um, mm. Some words of encouragement that we can offer our listeners. Um, yeah. You start us off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me, let me start. Yeah. So I will start off by saying that um, introspection, I think, um, sorry, words of encouragement. I'll say my encouragement to people is that um, you can, you can come to points of resolution or you can um, get to a point of understanding something better. If you just take the time for yourself. Mm. And I think my words of encouragement is, I encourage people to, to honor themselves by giving them the, the time to introspect, by giving them time to heal, by giving them the time to rest, all of those things. Um, I would just, yeah, just really push people to listen to themselves, mm -hmm. to actually enact. Because I, I believe that we know, I believe we intuitively know what's best for us. And it's then a separate thing to actually action that. And I think that I encourage people to, actually action the things that they understand about each other in order to see more for themselves like more fulfillment and just health and wealth mm. so yeah absolutely um i definitely agree with um all of that lydia um and and for me i guess encouragement that i would give is definitely to slow down appreciate what you've done rejuvenate um and then continue on with the good work um and connections that you make in the work that you're doing um but i think that that time of slowing down and really appreciating how far you've come and then kind of building up that energy to to keep going is really important so i would definitely encourage that to all our listeners um in the year to come mm. really really awesome points guys um for me it 
what I wrote down is keep on keeping on because mm-hmm. nothing changes overnight, but nothing stays the same either. You know, so it's those building blocks. Every day is a different day. Every day is a new opportunity to change your trajectory, you know, to what you want to be, what you want to do, how you want to act and how you want to be perceived. And also to go with the flow. Um, I think most of us are control freaks. We think that we can actually plan out our lives, um, you know, and it's, it gets really depressing when things don't go our way. So to just understand that, whatever's meant for you will never miss you mm-hmm. and whatever that isn't will fall away. So in trying to hold on, sometimes we hold on to things that weren't meant for us exactly. and keep us down um, for longer than just letting, letting go. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Amen. Really good. Wow. This has been an amazing episode, guys. We've gone a little bit over time, but Hey, and we just wrapped up a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> it was and a big one. Any year. Uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thank you for um, tuning in um, to everyone listening. Uh, we know there's many of you, many, many, many thousands of you listening. Um, yeah, we, we love our listeners. Um, we'll be back next year bigger and better. You're Amen. listening to Soul Dive. Um, to have a good Christmas, everyone. Have a good New Year's. Look after yourselves. And we'll see you next year. Take care. You can say yeah. bye too, ladies. <laughs> I'm just Hi, waving. Yeah, we're just really waving. Awkwardly. <laughs> Thanks to the city of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Live FM.